0: Joining me right now on Kumite TV is multiple-time Muay Thai and kickboxing world champion Liam Harrison. What's going on, Liam? Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm just
1: training currently for my next fight in uh, Shanghai, 15th of June on 1 championship, um, fighting a big-name Thai, Brodlake from P.K. Sanchai Gym. It's my second time on 1, so I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and so am I, man. Um, Currently, you're sitting... In Bangkok how long have you been there and uh, how much of your camp have you had so far over there in Bangkok
1: um, I've been here for about 11 or 12 days now um, I just come here just to finish it off there's no point flying all the way from England to Shanghai 15-hour flight jet lagged and getting there tired so if I I'd come out here a bit earlier get my work in here then it's only a four-hour flight to Shanghai then so I'll still be fresh but I've, I've done this for my last three or four fights now come out to Bangkok uh, been training at the Yokawa gym with all the, the top tier trainers there. So, yeah, uh, camp's gone gone really good.
0: Is there any uh, particular trainer that you've been working with while you've been in Bangkok? Um, yeah, I've been working with Petch
1: um from the Yokawa gym. He's, um, he used to be a stadium champion at Lumpini, plus multiple-time champion elsewhere. He was a real good fighter back in the day, but he's still young. He's still only around 31 years old, 32 years old. So he's really been putting me from my pace. He's a great trainer as well, and he's big and strong. He's good for clinching, good for sparring. He's um, basically everything I need all rolled into one, although I am getting work in with the other guys. Um, a lot of my work working time has been spent with him, and he's doing a, a real good job and really going out of his way and beyond the college to try and make sure I'm in the best shape possible.
0: You said you've been there for almost two weeks, but before that you were back in England. Who are you working with over there to prepare yourself for Radley?
1: Yeah, I've, uh, my main padman over there is uh, Andy Houser, my cousin, and I work with Richard Smith, obviously, as well. He's the, the boss of Bad Company gym where I train. Um, but then again, I've got Joe Craven and Jordan Watson for sparring. We've got top a lot of top fighters at the gym in England. Um, we've been like, renowned as one of Europe's best gyms for many years now. So. Whether I'm in Bangkok or whether I'm in the UK, I always get the best sparring possible. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm just back from a knee injury as well, which worried me slightly. But my knee seems stronger than ever. Um, the surgery went great. My Mental training's gone great. So I'm really, really looking forward to this fight.
0: I saw a couple of videos of you sparring with Sanchai. You know, he's the legend. He's the, I, you know, in my opinion, he's probably the greatest, you know, Muay Thai specialist out there right now living. Um, well, how is it, man, getting in work with him? I know you fought him a few times, but still, you know, you get in there and get some practice and learn from him.
1: It's great going back to Yokoha, Gym because like you say, we fought three times and they were three absolute wars as well. I mean, like we absolutely went to town on each of when we fought and there were three close fights. He actually said I oh, one of his hardest fights, which was a massive accomplishment for me. Um... But now I get to actually train with him and learn with him. And every time he comes in the gym and sees me, he's like, Oh, Leo, come on, sparring. And I'm like, Oh, no, not again. But I learned so much. Even just for like a five minute play spar with him, he'd pick so much little tricks up. And um, I'm sure you saw the video on my Instagram the other day. If anyone was following me on Instagram, it's Liam Badko, by the way. There's a video of him, and he would just get sweeping me on the floor. But after he did that to me, what the cameras didn't show, he was then showing me what he was doing, how he did it. Mm-hmm. And then I could obviously learn how we were doing it and how he read what I was going to do, which is its unbelievable for someone who i fought three times, the greatest fighter of the last 25 years, for me to be training alongside him and picking up tips off him. It's uh, every day's a school day in Muay Thai, and I'm learning off the master.
0: Now, going into your fight, it's a Muay Thai fight. It's in... MMA gloves, you know, your last fight in one championship yeah. was in 10-ounce gloves. What's the difference, you know, when you go into a fight in your preparations?
1: Well, um, my last fight on one championship, I, I took it on a week's notice. Mm-hmm. It were at 70 kilograms. I only fight at 65 kilograms against Petsch, Morocco, and were a real big giant compared to me. Um, like I said, I only took it on a week's notice as well. It were a nothing-to-lose situation, that. but this one I prepared properly. And... um I've been working in the MMA gloves and stuff, and it's okay throwing your own shots in them. You just need to tweak certain little things to make sure your defence is on point as well. Because when you've got two elite world class strikers in there in those gloves, it's only going to take one mistake and your lights are going to get turned out. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to really tweak just a few things. It's not massive differences, but just tweaking a little through a few things. Obviously, there's a few more gaps for the shots to get through your hands and stuff, so I've had to tweak a little bit. here and there. But um, now I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a different challenge. And um, obviously, I've had a lot of fights and I've won a lot of titles and stuff. So now I'm, my sole concentration is just making myself a big name with one championship and hopefully getting a shot at the, the 65 kilo title.
0: Your opponent, Rodlick, you know, there's probably a lot of mutual respect there. What do you think of his skill set? You know, what do you think he brings for you as a challenger?
1: He's a very strong fighter, you know, he's elite elite level in the Bangkok stadiums um, he's fought all the top names beat a lot of them um, it's going to be a tough fight I have no no doubt in my mind it'll be a, a, a tough test um, but also no I doubt in my mind that I'm going to win it I've, uh, I mean, I'm mean in probably the best shape of my career at the minute I'm feeling really good in training and um, I think just the, the rule set and everything and I'll ju- it'll just suit my style down to the ground so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really confident
0: it seems like you want to continue with one championship. What is your plan with the the promotion? Are you going to go after Nongo and his bantamweight title?
1: 100% that is <laughs> what I want to do. I want to I wanna win this fight in style. I fight again six weeks after on Yoko in Dublin. I want to win that in style. And then when I do, then I, I want to... Whoever's got the title, when I come back to sign for my next fight one championship, I would love for shot at them. Um... Obviously, that it's the biggest fighting organization in the world at the minute, and I've won a lot of world titles, but that one's obviously missing. So to add that to my collection, and then uh, that would be would be unbelievable.
0: As a fighter that can, you know, go fight for one promotion and then step out from the promotion and fight for another promotion, how does that make you feel? You know, do you feel more valuable when you know they allow you to do that?
1: Um. Yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm obviously sponsored by Yoko as well, so I don't think it would be very fair to me or to them if I were just signed to one of a Total Anxiety organisation. I couldn't fight for them. The i have shows around Europe as well. Um, the one I'm fighting on on 27th of July is in Dublin, Ireland. I don't want all my fights just to be in Asia. I want to, to come between them both. I want the Asian fans to be able to see me fight. I want the European fans to be able to see me fight. So then, I get I get the best of both worlds. My fans and supporters around the world get the both worlds. So I can come back and forth, and everyone still gets to to see it, and everyone can be happy then.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great situation for you, man. Um, now let's talk about the ONE Super Series Featherweight Kickboxing Grand Prix. The first round was pretty insane. Uh, what did you think of Yotsu and Clyde getting upset by Sammy Saya?
1: Sammy Saya is. An absolute giant. I don't even know how he made that weight. To be fair, he's huge. Um But yeah, it was an upset. But I don't think it was as big as an upset as some people carried on because Sammy is a dangerous fighter. You know, he's he's big, he's strong, he's really tough. He, he's good at kickboxing. He's good at Muay Thai. He's had a lot of fights around 150 fights. So I don't think that was. It was a shock, but I don't think it was that big a shock because he is a, a very talented, strong fighter, and he's probably. Maybe the favorite to to win the tournament now after that performance because dropping yard and beating him the way he did it was a, a massive statement.
0: Yeah, I think it was a shock because a lot of people that watch just one championship, they didn't they don't know about Sammy and he came in there and and Yosin has been wrecking people in the in the in the promotion so that's why I feel like it was an upset for the promotion. Yeah. right? In, that, if you, in, yeah, in terms yeah, of definitely. that, it was, but it, worldwide, if, if you it to, was no surprise.
1: Yeah, if you say to like, the average Joe, just a Muay Thai fan, and they say, Yod Tsong Klai, Sami Sana, they they're all going to know Yod Tsang Klai. Maybe not many of them know the Sané, but you, now people who are in the know probably knew how dangerous the fight that was going to be for Yod. Um, but now everyone knows him after that, so he's done big, big things for himself there with that performance.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um. Now, your former opponent... Pemorokot, he defeated Giorgio Petrosian via split decision in the first round of the tourney. Did you watch that fight and who do you believe won?
1: I, personally, I thought Pemorokot did nothing wrong. Um, he used the three second clinch rule, he did it to his best ability, he smothered a lot of Giorgio's work. Um, obviously I'm not a judge of kickboxing style but that was was only Pemorokot's second kickboxing fight as well. Um, and it's split down the middle. I know 50% of people who say, no, Giorgio won. And the other 50% say, no, Petsch-Morakot won. So, yeah, I, I thought watching it, Petsch-Morakot's knees were scoring effectively, smothered a lot of Giorgio's work. But like I say again, is not my sport. I'm Muay Thai. I'm not too sure how, how it's scored or how it should be scored. Um, so, yeah, a lot of controversy, but it's drawn a lot of people to it. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, because I've heard a few rumours that, Marco isn't going to fight, but I've spoken to a few other people who said he is going to fight. So him and Georgia still might have to fight. So I don't know what's going on at the minute.
0: Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of uh, rumors swirling, and it does bring a lot of eyes to the to the promotion and to the tournament, which is good. At the end of the yeah. day, man, like if they rematch, that's great. If they don't rematch, still people will be interested in who they put in there. Would you be interested? Yeah. After you go take care of business in Shanghai, you know. I know kickboxing is not your thing, but would you? It's a million dollars on the s- line.
1: I'm too small. I proved that when I stepped in late notice against Pitch Morocco. I mean, that fight's at seventy kilos. I mean, I jumped on the scales this morning after training. I was sixty eight kilos. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's this morning after drinking loads of water in the gym and stuff as well. I jumped on the scales and I'm only sixty eight. When I fought Pitch Morocco, I took it on a week's notice. And I was walking around at 70 then, and the fight was at 70. And I've not really been training too much in the two weeks, building up to that fight. And I've time off, and been eating a lot of rubbish and just enjoying myself, because Christmas was coming up. So even when I'm at my heaviest, I'm nowhere near big enough for him. If I got to fight Sammy Sana, he could just knee me in the face by lifting his leg about that high, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm too small for that weight. But if they do a tournament at 65 kilos, sign me up. I'm the <laughs> first one in, sign me up 100%.
0: Well, I get, I'm thinking that they're going to be doing tournaments, you know, every year moving forward, and the bantamweight or the weight class that you're fighting at, man, I believe that that would yeah, be one to do with that.
1: Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. There's a lot of exciting fighters in um in the bantamweight mm-hmm. division, one hundred percent. So if they do do a tournament, whether it's Muay Thai or kickboxing, for that kind of money, you can't say no. I would, one hundred percent, <laughs> I'd love to be in
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm excited to see you back into in the uh, One Championship cage, June 15th in Shanghai, One leg- Legendary Quest. Thank you so much, Liam, for your time. And, uh, you know, you got anything else to say? Yeah, I'd just like to say, one, thank you for having me. Um, two, I look forward to seeing everyone in Shanghai, and i put
1: on a, an excellent show for you. I'm feeling good for it. Three, thank you to all my sponsors, Jim King, Love Hemp. Uh, thank you, guys. Apollon Nutrition, thank you to you all. And um, thank you for having me
0: on the show. Thank you for your time.